Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're back for another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos and Inside Sports coming right back at you here along with my good friend. He is one of the great hosts of The Voice from the Underground. You got to check out their awesome podcast basing off of pop culture, basing off of politics, great talk, cigars. You got to catch their show today on all the major podcast formats. That's Voice from the Underground. It is my good friend, Mr. TJ Johnson. What's up, what's, man? What's up, buddy? How you doing? I love LA. I love LA. Oh, there you go. I love LA. <laughs> I just don't love the real estate prices, which is the reason oh, why I'm in Vegas. Goodness yes. gracious. Yes. <laughs> Try to afford a home in LA, but we no, won't thanks. go there. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. That's an just... episode in and of itself. <laughs> I'll yes. just come visit. Yes, yes. We're going right to the beach. There in San Diego. But that's, again, another podcast. Another podcast. But you know what? It's right here, my friend. Your wait is almost over. The team will actually break into training camp here on the weekend. Saturday, they're going to start up with their 2019 training camp. Just looking forward to it. Getting very excited for the Lakers season. I know every Lakers fan out there is just pumped and jacked for it. Well, well, hopefully will be a great season, health willing and all that. But I know you and I wanted to talk about today about going into training camp. Some of the right. position battles some of the things that need to square out, shape up, get everything going as far as some projections that we wanted to talk about, not only as far as positions, but you know, look into a what a possible starting lineup could be come the season when it starts. And I want to ask you first, though, I think it starts off with the point guard rotation, because I know some issues have come up in regards to that, that they don't have the traditional point guard per se with the guards that they have now on the roster with Rajon Rondo. Alex Caruso, and also Quinn Cook. I don't really know if you can call Avery Bradley a point guard. I know he's the size of one, but he plays more like an off guard and and is more defensive focused. So I'm going to put him on as a shooting guard for now. So we'll we'll put him to the side for the moment anyways. (laughs) All right. So I want to ask you, on the point guard rotation, and we don't even know if there any one of those three are going to start because LeBron has said and LeBron has indicated that possibly he might start at point guard course you know he can pretty much start anywhere he wants to so but he doesn't want to start a power forward but that's another story <laughs> got a we've got a power forward that doesn't want to start a power forward we got a center that doesn't want to start at center but right that, again that's another podcast another podcast <laughs> we got all these other podcast ideas coming up that's crazy so at least we've got some material going forward we do. but we do for right now you've got caruso rondo and queen cook right now as the available options for either a backup or starting point guard I want to hear your thoughts, man. Who would you go with or who do you think is going to come out on top as far as the point guard rotation is concerned? Well, I, I think that we be we would be negligent if we didn't say 
the starting point guard would be probably Rajon Rondo. And I say that because I know, I know, I know, I know. But hear me out. Hear, hear me out. <laughs> I'm going to try and hear you out on this one. Uh, Hear me out. Okay. So you go to look at the amount of work that he's put in since his time being a journeyman in the NBA. Because you start off with the Boston Celtics, and obviously we know who Rajon Rondo was as a Boston Celtic. The little brother to the big three. Playoff Rondo. Playoff Rondo, and that's exactly the kind of Rondo we need. And we've seen shades. We've seen shades of playoff Rondo since he's been, I want to say, rehabilitating his image. You know, he's kind of going away from the coach killer thing that he had going on. It's kind of becoming more of a team player, becoming a big mentor to these players. And even if he doesn't start, it'll be the first off the bench for the point guard position. So I think it's going to be Rajon Rondo if they don't decide to go with the untraditional roster setup and you want to do like a LeBron James running the point, uh, which I don't think anybody would be upset about because of the way LeBron James plays basketball and how big he is and the fact that we're in an age of positionless basketball anyways. You could almost take four of these players and rotate them into almost any position because of the fact that we're playing positionless basketball now. I think if it's not Rajon Rondo, and let's just presume that they're not going to do LeBron James a point guard. Let's just let's just just say that they're not. My pick would be Quinn Cook. Uh, Quinn Cook has shown himself to be a capable three-point shooter. He's shown himself to be a capable defender. He's got enough speed and quickness to be able to kind of stay with some of them. I don't think he's got the basketball IQ quite yet. Not like a Rajon Rondo. And I think that's one of the things that give Rajon Rondo the nod versus a Quinn Cook or versus a uh, Alex Caruso is that he's got this IQ. He sees things happening on the court. Very, very similar to a LeBron James or Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant from the standpoint of they see things happening on the court before they happen. So it allows them to be able to react that much quicker. I think with his age, he's going to be vital to a deep playoff run, but it's still up to be seen. And obviously, you know, you have Alex Caruso, who has proven last season that he's a bit of a spark plug. He doesn't come off as that guy that could be a starting point guard, but he's a starting point guard capable. He's, he's actually very, very good. He just doesn't come off that way, uh, which is a little bit surprising. So if I had to pick, it would be Rajon Rondo, but Quinn Cook would be a f- close, close second if they decide not to start LeBron at the point guard. Man, you're scaring me. I'm just Don't be scared, man. Don't be scared. You realize Rajon Rondo, okay, he, as a point guard in today's NBA, he makes a great coach. That <laughs> way. Because, you know what, I'm going to give this as a future job description for him. He would make an excellent assistant or head coach. I think that's, that's his future. He's always in the film room studying. Mm-hmm. He's always trying to find out more mm-hmm. about his opponents. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give him all the props for that. Okay. The problem is he's not, I get this point in his career, a capable NBA player. And Ouch. I'm going to, that's a hot take. Ouch. The stats back it up, my friend. You realize he's Ouch. one of the worst players in real plus minus for last year. One of the worst. Ouch. I mean, you're, I mean, how, how you heard he game sh- after game last year, shot uh, after shot, three pointer, three pointer, people. Teams leaving him wide open, and all you could hear was clank, 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 as he kept on continually firing up and missing three-pointer after three-pointer and three-pointer. Now, mind you, Kuzma and many of the other Lakers did the same last yeah, that's year. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's not fair. And then we're still but, talking about Rajon Rondo. He shot 35% from deep last year. 
too many clanks for me. And again, statistically, if you look at the statistic of real plus minus, mm-hmm. how his team does when he's on the floor, it's it's not it's not good, man. It's not good. It shows oh, that he's goodness. not the player he once was. Now, mind you, can he gear it up again for a short period of time, a- a.k.a. playoff Rondo? Yeah, that's great in the playoffs. But you know <laughs> this man turns it on low revs, on low RPMs during the course of the season. You well, know it. You've he's seen it. He's three years old. Of course he's going to kind of ease into it. It's no different than LeBron. It's no different than any other NBA player who's but, got But LeBron's mileage. low rev is much higher than Rondo's low rev. Come on. You've got Rajon, to admit that. Rajon Rondo's also only six foot one, 180 pounds soaking wet. Of course they're going to have a different play style. But my point is veteran players like that know when to and when not to turn it on. Rajon Rondo can turn it on when he absolutely has to. If he feels like there's a situation where he's got to go, he will be able to go. I'm telling you, he'll he'll be able to go. You're gonna. He shot 35% from deep, 40% from the field last year. I, I I hear you when you say clank clank clank, but there are players who shoot worse than Rajon Rondo. Now, of course, we're not talking about his free throws. We we're just not gonna. Let's forget the free throws. We're not gonna talk about that. And I understand in this day and age, the NBA point guard is a is a deep is a three and d player i get that rajon ronda was serviceable from the three-point line at 35 percent last year he's not a bad option still averaging still getting up there in, in, in assists per game thinking average what eight eight last season per of 12 it's, he's not a horrible considering their options he's not horrible at the point guard he's, he's not horrible you could do worse you do worse. okay uh, all right, I'm going to have to believe you on that one. But again, <laughs> it goes back to what we're saying in regards to him versus Caruso versus Quinn Cook, who I think is a great shooter. Yep. But you're right, as someone who's going to be a point guard distributing, making the team better, making exactly. his, his teammates better, he can't do that. And he's not going to do that. He's going to be on the floor with LeBron. LeBron's going to make those teammates better. And Quinn Cook should be open for those three-pointers. So maybe if you have that style of offense – with him playing the majority of the minutes at point guard, i.e. meaning LeBron, you can have a Queen Cook out there and you can get away with it. Right. Alex Caruso, if Alex Caruso shoots near the percentage that he was shooting at the end of last season where he came on and shot 40% from the three-point line, you know what? He needs to get a bulk of the time because uh, you know he'll become a threat. Now, mind you, I'm not buying the secret sauce as much as a lot of the Laker prognosticators out there that are just falling in love with Alex Caruso and say, oh, you know, he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. He should be the Lakers starting point guard. He'll be the most improved player of the year, yada, yada, yada. I've been listening to this all summer long, and I'm not exactly certain of that. I don't think, (laughs) A, he'll get enough time, but B, I'm not sure he's at that level yet. I still remember in my mind the days – in the games where Patrick Beverly would just laugh at him and steal the ball and pickpocket him <laughs> right there in front of his face and go for an easy layup. I still remember that yeah. flush in my head. Yep. So if Alex Caruso can get by that, he has a lot of talent. He has height for his mm-hmm. position. He has some athletic ability. And if he can shoot at 40%, you know what? He is, I'm going to say it, the best option. But still, this is somewhere that the Lakers need to improve over the course of the season if they don't want to put – LeBron at the majority of the minutes at point guard or have a system based where LeBron is handling and distributing the ball most of the time and taxing his energy when you want to keep him focused and somewhat fresh for the postseason. That's the only thing I say. They don't have a traditional, reliable, 100% point guard. Rajon Rondo was that option, but I don't think seeing the statistics that I saw 
and looking deep into it, I just don't think if he plays the way he did last year that he's going to be that capable this year. Well, we I hope I'm proven wrong. I hope I'm proven wrong. I hope so too, Gerald. Because we have to remember, we also have another viable option in Anthony Davis as far as just another weapon out there. So now well, we may got... have to start him at point guard. <laughs> and just a little bit on, on Caruso. He actually was a 48% three-point shooter last year. So he oh, was, there you go. He was shooting at a, a decent clip. However, a very, it, very it's small a, it was sample a short, size. Yeah, small yeah, sample very, size. Very small sample size. <laughs> I mean, it, it just, if you can just be 40. If he could yeah. just be 40, he'd be right there in the top 25 shooters in the yep. league. That's all you would need. Yep. Uh, in fantasy sports world, he's positioned as 75th best point guard. So just yeah. take that. And, yeah, I know. And that's, again, so, <laughs> so I think the Lakers, you know, if you're going to be heavily reliant on, on LeBron as your point guard de facto, I think that's going to be something that, that they need to address. But still, Absolutely. you know, either three. It, LeBron is is going to be your main option there for distribution, making the team better, et cetera, et cetera. Don't touch that dial. Wait, do, do people still use dials? Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But when it comes to the shooting guard, we all know as far as who's going to be starting. I mean, that's a given. Danny Green signed the big contract. 40% three-point shooter can still play very solid defensively for a team that's going to need defense because there's still so many holes in the defensive area outside of Anthony Davis and... And him, basically. That's going to be the the bulk of the defense right there for you. Let me ask you this. Backing them up, or in a, let's say, a a period of time where you're going to put two starting guards together, if you're going to have LeBron, you know, again, being that that point guard de facto, Mm -hmm. and you want to start two shooting guards that's going to lock down on defense, hopefully, would you have that second shooting guard coming off the bench? And and this is something that's going to work itself out during training camp. Do you think ultimately that's going to be Avery Bradley yep. or Contavious Caldwell Pope? I think it's going to be Avery Bradley from the standpoint of you've already got enough offensive firepower when you put a Danny Green out there, who again is a 3 and D. Avery Bradley is more of the D in 3 and D, but he's still a 3 and D player as well. Um, and you couple that with LeBron James and his ability to create space in the open floor as far as getting into the paint, penetrating. You've already got enough firepower. I think at some point you have to remember that we can't, Offense might get glory, but defense is what really wins championships. And everybody can't be Golden State. We can't all just subscribe to this whole run and gun, shoot a three, and and expect it to go in. We're just we're not that good. So with that being said, I think you have to be able to play a little bit of chess and put certain shooters with certain players and certain defensive-minded players with certain shooters who don't mind not getting all shots because of the fact that you've got a LeBron James who can predominantly handle ball handling capabilities. And you have to make sure you spread the floor out and allow other people to be able to have open shots. So I think if you do that, you're going to end up having a Danny Green. You're going to have a Avery Bradley right there with them. You could do KCP, but KCP is a little too spotty for me. It's just not consistent enough. He wasn't consistent enough in his play last year. Um, and throughout his, his his career, personally, he just hasn't been consistent enough. So if I had that option and I was going to go with a, a big lineup or a 
I guess I don't even know if I would call that a big lineup, but more of a a spread floor offensive set. It would probably be Danny Green and Avery Bradley. To me, if Avery Bradley gets anywhere close to Boston days, mm. where he was that lockdown defender and a and a capable enough right. outside shooter. Right. then you will have what you're looking for. And he needs to do that yes. because he needs to go ahead and revive his career. He's still in his late 20s. He still has a chance to go ahead and develop into a solid rotation player and get a nice, decent contract that's still available out there for him. But it's if he wants it. It's a want Absolutely. to at this point in time. I mean, he's had the hard times with the Clippers. He had a little bit of a resurgence in Memphis, but that still has to continue. So we'll have to see what kind of player we get in the form of A.B. Bradley. I'm hoping it's him because you're right. I have no faith in KCP because KCP can give you 28 one game and give you five the next. And it's just he's all over the place. He's streaky. He Mm -hmm. is the quintessential streaky shooter. I mean, streaky shooter in Wikipedia, there's his picture right there for you. I mean, it's just (laughs) he he just you don't know what you're going to get. It's I mean, side by he, side with J.R. Smith. There you go. Exactly. So it's just KCP, we make fun, you know, clutch sports, got those nice contracts the past couple of years because of LeBron, et cetera, et cetera. But at some point in time, he has to produce. And if he isn't and he's your backup on the backup, he's just going to be trade fodder for someone by February. Mm-hmm. And that's the case. You're just going to be trading his contract, which is a shame because – You've waited so long, especially us Laker fans. You've waited so long for him to become a consistent player and a consistent contributor onto this team. And just he's been given every opportunity. And you can't say that, oh, he's always been put back. He's always been on the bench. He's never been getting enough minutes. He's had those opportunities. And if he doesn't do it here in training camp or early in the season, he's not going to get them again. Nope. Nope. I'm right there with you, brother. Right there with you. All right, my friends. So we're one out of two. (laughs) on agreements here okay so we'll go from there but there's another big battle that's going to take place during the training camp before they head out to china and things of that nature and that is its center where you have javel mcgee versus dwight howard so i want to ask you my friend oh man you know a lot of people are talking about dwight howard as your starting center for the los angeles lakers and i know that chaps your hide right there for you i know that you're just like gritting your teeth at this point in time so i gotta ask you my friend in training camp who do you think is going to come out on top because they're very similar players still somewhat athletic both on the wrong side of 30. dwight howard rebounds better javel mcgee blocks shots better but defensively they both have their issues as far as because they're both looking for the block shot they leave their man or they leave open man behind on the backside so they're not great team defensive players so i want to hear your thoughts man on training camp and how this will all shake out provided both stay healthy who will come out on top as far as the starting center for the los angeles lakers dwight howard or javale mcgee ah this is like Oh, this is like the Twilight Zone. We've got both of the MVPs of Shaq and a Fool vying for the starting spot on Shaq's old team. This is a, a little, it's a little surreal. I gotta admit. And somewhere in Atlanta, on the set of the <laughs> TNT Studios, Shaq will be laughing each and every time. Oh my goodness! So if I have to, if I have to pick, and clearly I do because you asked me. If I have to pick, 
I'm going with JaVel McGee, and here's why. As you all the things that you Alfred mentioned earlier, both of them are a bit of a liability on the defensive end because they both want to go for the block shot and they both like to leave their man. They like to leave their feet as well, which again draws a lot of team fouls, which is one thing that they just do not need to do. You do not need to give players free points by putting them at the line. So if we can get them to the point where they just kind of stay down, put their hands up, and just just put the hands straight. Just go straight up. The same thing the coach has always taught us from elementary school. Do not leave your feet. Put your hands up. Contest the shot that way. It's just, I don't, they just, it's something about swatting the ball. And uh, anyway, so because both of them are very, very similar players, um, both have very similar movesets, I have to give it to JaVel McGee, and here's why. JaVel McGee's offensive game is just a little more polished than Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard never truly developed a low post game. Dwight don't Howard, tell him that. Oh, I mean, I don't have to tell him that the stats. He'll just walk lie. around with another box score like he did the last <laughs> time in LA. You know, I'm hoping he had that interview with I can't think of the young lady's name, but he sounds very contrite. He sounds very he sounds like he's been humbled. Again, everybody can talk a good game. Heard this song before, my I've heard this song before, exactly. But I'm hoping that if, if we can get a shade of Orlando Magic Dwight Howard then it'll be a great acquisition. We really have nothing to lose at this point because this contract is is not guaranteed from the standpoint. Of you start acting up, the Lakers are letting you go. So for my starting center, I have to go with JaVale McGee. He's a little bit more polished. As far as I'm concerned, he's earned it. He's earned the right to be the starting center. I think it's his position to lose, especially with DeMarcus Cousins going down. It's definitely, in my opinion, JaVale McGee's position to lose. So I'm picking JaVale. I, I, I just can't. I just can't, you know, I still look at the meme where Kobe Bryant called Dwight Howard soft. It's like, mm-mm, soft, soft. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do I'm it. just holding my box score around. Just wanted to let you know. Just walking around the locker room, just holding my box score. Hmm. How, many how many touches I got? I got? How many shots did I get? Exactly. So I have a feeling that the Lakers are going to be drinking the Kool-Aid, my friend. They're yeah. going to be going ahead and doing Dwight Howard as, as their starting center. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm not saying it's the best move. I'm just saying that Dwight Howard will, will somehow impress enough people, especially with his rebounding, that JaVale doesn't do as well. And I think that's what it will come down to that will go ahead and put him in the starting lineup. But with either guy, you know, you think seven foot one athletic can block shots. You think that'd be a great fit alongside six foot 10 Anthony Davis, who can also block shots. You think, oh my gosh, this defense is going to be killer. But for some reason, you and I both have this idea that, again, they're both going to be just waving at shots, blocking mm-hmm. shots all the time. Mm-hmm. S- same thing with Anthony Davis. You know, he's going to get tempted too from time to time. So that's going to leave those issues on the backside of the defense. And you know what? LeBron is not going to recover. Right. <laughs> right. Right. This, he's like, he's saving himself. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So there's going to be some issues on the defensive end. I think of the two, I think they're going to drink the Kool-Aid, my friend. I think they're going oh, with Dwight Howard. I, I didn't say I'm, I'm liking it. I'm just saying as a oh, as a guess. I know. It's not even educated because, mm. uh, you know, when it goes to it, I just think that there's so much momentum in in the signing and people, the, the, the team itself the story, internally, yeah. it just wants to shove it in everybody's face about Dwight Howard, you know, not being there, not being someone that they should really rely on. The Lakers organization are really trying to shove it in people's faces, especially Lakers fans out there, that, hey, we believe in this guy. He's practiced well for us. He worked out well for us. He's going to go ahead, and if he continues on this upward climb and he keeps on saying the things that he's saying, 
Yep. You know what? He's a better option for us right now than JaVale McGee, which is a shame, like you say, because JaVale McGee played very hard for the Lakers last year. Yes, he now, did. hopefully, if they have some sense of loyalty, they'll stay with JaVale McGee. But again, either which way, you still have the same type of problems and issues mm-hmm. defensively with both and offensively, too. Both of them are very limited. So you're not going to be able to play them in crunch time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for at least 40 minutes a game, they're going to be something that at least, hey, you've got a shot blocker. You got some capable rebounders. Hopefully that will be enough to get them into the position where they need to be as far as from a team standpoint that will get them into a good shape going forward for the rest of the season. So, and, and hopefully we'll keep Anthony Davis happy, which is why they're both there in the first place. Because Anthony Davis, the less he plays of center, the, the better off. he is. Yes. yes. And the better off Laker fans will be. So that, that should be the case. I think it's important that the Lakers and the Lakers fans realize one very, very important catchphrase that I'm going to borrow from Dwayne The Rock Johnson. They need to know their role. Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, you are not there to be offensive firepower. Do not walk around with a box score. Do not walk around expecting to get 15, 20 shots because it's not going to happen. You are there to be a defensive anchor for Anthony Davis, for LeBron James, for anybody else who's shooting the ball. We need you to rebound, block shots, kick it out, keep people out the paint. That's your job. If you get some putback shots, God be the glory. If you get a couple putback dunks, God be the glory. But this is not the focus. We do not want you acting like you're anything more than you are. Know your role. Stay in your lane. As long as you're not saying shut your mouth. (laughs) You know what? In Dwight Howard's case, he might need to shut his mouth sometimes. So, no, I think I might say shut your mouth, too. (laughs) And as long as you're not telling him where to put the ball. No, no, no. That part, that that's that's where we got to draw the line. Can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't do that one. Because <laughs> you know what the Rock would say. Oh yeah, I smell what he's cooking. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> hey, listener, Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy <laughs> happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Boys from the underground. A couple last things I want to talk to you about. Kyle Kuzma, Mm. he is going to be a major, uh, I guess... Point of concern when it comes to Lakers fans during the course of how he develops and, and where his role develops during the yeah. course of training camp. By the end of training camp, I think with the way that they're trying to go ahead and project the lineup, and we'll talk about what a Lakers starting lineup will look like at the beginning of the season coming up mm-hmm. here in a sec. But with the way things are looking, and it could look one way or the other, do you think Kuzma will start or come off the bench come the first game of the season? I think Kuzma's off the bench. And if you look at the position battle, Kuzma plays the same position as a natural LeBron James. So LeBron James is naturally the three. Kuzma is a three. He's a small four. So he's like a big three, a small four. And obviously you've got those positions sewn up with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, who again refuses to play center, is really, really adamant that he doesn't want to spend a lot of minutes at center. So if you just by by pecking order, he's just kind of out of, He's just out of out of the rotation of the starting lineup. Now, I think he's going to be the first player off the bench. 
However, he's not going to be the starter. So he has to understand that he's coming off of a great he's coming off of a great year personally. Not so much with Team USA in the FIBA tournament, but just overall being exposed to his talent, his abilities. He had a great second year, and I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing the way he continues to develop. I just pray that with all this attention that LeBron James, Anthony Davis have garnered, they don't forget about him. And if they're not going to utilize him, then they need to try to maximize their get because he's going to be a he's going to be a great player. It's just a matter of continuously giving him opportunities, putting him in position to do so. And it's going to be a, a learning opportunity for him as well as far as humbling himself and allowing the other players, the bigger name players, to get their shine and being prepared in the background. It's almost very similar to when, was it Drew Brees? No, it wasn't Drew Brees. But whenever, I can't think of the quarterback that, that got hurt and then Tom Brady got in and has never looked back ever since 12 years later. I can't think of the guy's name. Drew Bledsoe. Thank you. It wasn't Breeze, it was Bledsoe. So when Bledsoe went down and got hurt, Tom Brady obviously inserted himself in. The rest is, is history. We already know who Tom Brady is. One of the greatest to ever throw the pigskin. So if he has that same mentality and is just ready for the next man up, I think the sky's the limit for Kuzma. It's just I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about his development considering the fact that he's not even going to be considered for the starting lineup now. Well, I think it's, for me it comes down to a matter of where you start LeBron James. Mm-hmm. If he starts a point guard, Kuzma's in. Yep. If he starts at small forward, Kuzma's out. It's yep. just that simple. Yep. I, I mean, it, you know, it's just how will it develop over the course of training camp, and what is LeBron's preference ultimately? Does he want to stay in the backcourt, predominantly start from there, or does he want to go ahead and line up alongside Anthony Davis? So we'll have to wait and see how that pans out. There's so many questions during the course of training camp, and as training camp goes along, TJ and I will be covering it and talking about all the stuff that's going on during oh, the course yeah. of training camp. Keeping my fingers crossed, none of that will include a major injury. I'm hoping, yes. I'm hoping, hoping oh that goodness. that will not be the case. Last thing I want to hear is LeBron popping a knee in China or you know something like that when they go over there or during <laughs> training camp. I don't la, know if la, it's la, 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 exactly, la, la. exactly. So you know how they usually have those training camps in Hawaii. I mean, that was just awesome when they were doing the training camps in Hawaii. So you would always be worried that they would go ahead and be running on the beach and like, you know, pop an Achilles right there for you mm. while they're running on the beach and all that and having a good time doing something yeah, like that. So I'm just worried about uh, training camp, trying to get through it healthy. And if they do, it looks like it's going to be a good season for the Lakers. But on that first day, on that first game, when that comes out, mm-hmm. I want to hear your thoughts on what the Lakers starting lineup will ultimately look like. Uh if LeBron is starting at point guard or if he's not? I just want to say, what is your ultimate decision? Come on. You're Frank Vogel, my friend. Come on. You're if the, I'm, you're if, the, you, if I'm you Frank heard... Vogel, I'm looking over my shoulder at Jason Kidd the entire time. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> well, and then Lionel Holland's on the other. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm a bit of a traditionalist, so I, it's hard for me to put LeBron James at the point guard position uh, starting. So being a traditionalist, I'm going to have to go with a, a typical point guard. So I think I'm still going to go with Rajon Rondo or Quinn Cook. Uh, I'm going to go with Rajon Rondo. I know how you feel. I, I see your I see your your your, your vein pulsing right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Rajon Rondo at the one. Probably going to do Danny Green at the off guard position, which I think makes sense. And I think I might start LeBron. I'm not 100% sure uh, if I would not. <laughs> Obviously, Anthony Davis and then... <sighs> I, I I think you might be right about them wanting to start Dwight Howard at the five. I just can't do it. My five is going to be JaVale. I, I can't. 
He's been riding with the Lakers for the last season. I, I he did a great job in L.A. Um, I just I can't I can't take that away from him just because Dwight Howard is back. Dwight Howard was, was one bad decision out the league, and I don't think he deserves a starting spot just like that. He needs to earn that spot to me. I'm just gonna say this: I, I agree with you. The fact that he might not deserve it, but knowing the Lakers and the way they've been acting and the management, the way they've been thinking, and and the whole nine yards. Deserving doesn't always necessarily go all the way when it comes to what the Lakers are thinking. So my starting lineup is I think LeBron's going to try it. I think LeBron's going to be the point guard. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's uh, something that he's going to toy with at least early on in the season. I think Danny Green at the shooting guard is an obvious. I think he's one of the three solidified spots right there for you. And then you have Kuzma coming mm-hmm. in at small forward, if that's the case. Mm-hmm. If you really want that pop, if you really want that offensive, not a defensive, but an offensive total format, total starting five that is just, you know, can really do some damage offensively. Kuzma at the three. You've got AD at the four. And I told you, my friend, Dwight Howard. Uh, I don't want to say it. I think uh, Dwight la, Howard. La, 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 la. Dwight Howard is going to be your starting center once again for the Los Angeles Lakers starting out the season. Whether or not he stays there, that's ultimately up to him and his play and how he plays nice-nice with everybody else. But again, we'll have to wait and see how it goes. Either which way, either which starting lineup, I'm hoping it's competitive and I hope it will work out long-term for the Lakers this season. If you want to keep on checking us out, we're going to be at Lakers Fast Break on Anchor, on Spotify. We're coming soon to Apple Podcasts and many more traditional podcast outlets. If you need to get a hold of us on Twitter, you can always do so at Lakers Fast Break, at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, or send us an email, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. If you have a question for TJ, if you have a question for me, we'll just be glad to answer it for you. In fact, we'll read it on the air if you want to as well. Oh, snap. My friend, before we head on out, you got to tell everybody about your great podcast once again. What are you guys up to on The Voice from the Underground? Well, you know, just not knowing what the heck we're doing, man. I don't know how we're still – I think we're at, like, episode 119. I don't know how in the world we've gotten to 119 episodes of this, of this stuff. But uh, we have fun. You know, on the, I think on the, la- the latest one, we uh, we did a, a perspective on Crash, the 2004 film with Terrence Howard, Don Cheadle, Matt Dillon, Sandra. It was the all-star ensemble. Um, and and I'll tell you what, remember I was telling you before how was Jason Dutch thought it was the 1994, 1996 <laughs> movie, James Spader. So yes. I had to tell him that. But I was looking at that movie and I actually got me interested into it again after I hadn't seen it for a long time. I was thinking to myself as I'm watching it, huh, there you got one roadie being replaced by another by the roadie. Other roadie. Yes. yes. <laughs> I thought the same thing as I watched for that podcast, but just a great conversation about it. We had Mikey Famine from the Deviants. He joined our podcast. Just he wanted to be on the show with us. And, you know, just a great, great conversation about the film. We had a lot of fun on that one. You know, Dutch just, he, he tries to keep everybody real then, but he just, he, he can't. We're just, we're, we're too rambunctious at times. He well, just, you know what? He just gonna, gives up. He might actually, the thing is, I've been on the show a couple times myself. And the thing is, everybody else might stay composed and he might try to rethink or at least think he has everybody reeled in. But then he goes off and exactly. on a himself. So. <laughs> Either which way, it's a lot of fun. It's the yes, voice it from the underground, and it's available on every podcast app out there. So you got to check it out today. It's a fun show and a great listen. For me, it's the Pop Culture Cosmos and PCC Multiverse. It's our look at the latest news and trends in pop culture. It's every Monday. It's every Friday. Everywhere you can get on podcasts. 
Of course, we're talking Inside Sports Fantasy Football. you got to check out that show. It's coming also as well to every major format on podcasts. It's already on Anchor and Spotify. you got to check it out today right there for you if you want the latest and greatest news on fantasy football and some tips and some things to work out for your fantasy football team. i got to get TJ on it. He'll come on there. I know it. I can feel it coming on in the near future. And, of course, you got to tune in to us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. My friend, it's just been great having you on once again. Any last thoughts on the way out? I love L.A. And uh, go L.A. go. That's, I, I got nothing else. I got That's all we need. That's all we need. Well, I'll tell you again, as someone who lived in L.A. for 25 years, I love L.A. as well. I just don't love the real estate prices. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for being a part of the show, part of the broadcast, and hoping you'll tune in to us again right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.